Hello, this is Lady Sarah, and you are listening to The Basement Lounge. With the outbreak of COVID-19, many people are being dismissed from their work. Such a group that is affected is independent music artists. They are losing live paying gigs, and sales of their music are being disrupted, and it's to no fault of their own. Which is why this year's Dayton's Indie Music Madness is now a fundraiser to give back to the music artists who have often came to the aid of other causes in crisis. From right now until the end of May, you can donate to your favorite artists. You can also help them win a championship tournament trophy. To donate, please visit GoFundMe.com, search Dayton's Indie Music Madness, listen to Ohio is on Fire podcast at anchor.fm slash Ohio is on Fire, or any place you get your podcast. Hey guys, this is Mike Shea, and I want to talk to you about Anchor. Yes, Anchor is the brand new free way for you to get your podcast career off and running without any cost to you. Simply download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast and give you everything you need in one place for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds play magnifique without having to worry about all the costly setup they'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere spotify apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher all of that and you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership they set you up with awesome sponsors all you got to do is record a script kind of like what i'm doing now throw it onto your show and start making money once again download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get your podcast career off and running right now just do it already Hey guys, it's Mike. I want to take a moment to shout out the folks who are helping support this show through Anchor and Patreon. If you'd like to support the show through Anchor, go to anchor.fm slash basementloungepod and you can support us through there. Currently, we've got Mike Wells supporting the show through Anchor, so thank you, Mike. Also, you can join our Patreon $3 a month VIP tier by going to patreon.com slash basementloungepod. Right now at Patreon, we've got Whitney Upchurch, Jody McDermott, Joey Craig, Greg Gray, and my wonderful mother, Melissa Shea, helping support the show through patreon go to either one of these places if you want to help support the show and get awesome rewards in the process in the meantime let's get going and get back to the show grab a drink pull up a chair and settle in because you're in the basement lounge Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of The Basement Lounge. We've got a returning guest back on the show. We've had him on once before, and uh, always good to get to talk with this guy because once you get him started, he don't stop, and it makes my job a lot easier. Uh, We got Ray Jackson, comedian Ray Jackson on the phone. How you doing, Ray? Hey, what's going on, Mike? Good to be back, man. Just, uh, you know, doing a whole lot of nothing right now. Right, man. You you uh you're you're still working at least, right? Yeah, for the most part. But um, basically, work working from home. Um, I'm in my office right now, not my home office. I'm in my actual office because they, um, the uh, uh the wine kind of you know needs some restrictions, so I got to come in here and get a few things that I I couldn't get beforehand. But um, it's just me right now so it's just 
kind of a good thing, but it's kind of an eerie thing, too, because there's nothing going on. It's just me and my computer. I know what so, you're talking but, about, hey, man. I, I got the same yeah, shit at work. I, I, I walk through the office, and it's just, you know, the, the sales floor is empty and dark, and there's, and there's nobody in the building. Yeah, I had to, had to come in. I had to take my temperature. For some reason, my temperature was 96 point something. I was like, I'm a superhero now. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and that's a, you know, you have to wipe down everything. And I have to put a mask on. You know, I'm just reading everything. So, yeah, the world is, the world is different. And now, since people don't want to stay in the house, we have murder hornets. <laughs> right. That will be, that will be <laughs> um, guarding the make sure you stay where you're supposed to I guess so I guess that's the new big thing this week you know they're, they're coming or it's like it's like trying to stop it's like God was saying like I thought the plague was enough to keep your asses inside fine here you got deadly bugs now yeah. seriously stay the fuck inside yeah yeah shoot that with your AR-15 yeah yeah <laughs> try to shoot that like see if you can stop that isn't that the cruel irony of this whole thing you just protesting and everything and then I'm like your, your gun is no good against the murder hornet so <laughs> I'm like why do you have a gun anyway what what is the gun supposed to do I mean it, it almost takes the credibility away from your message I'm like I will listen to you but I'm too worried about the gun <laughs> so I'm, it's just oh man it's it's, it's it's different stuff, man, and I'm I've been watching things on TV that I would have never watched before. So it's just you know I don't I don't have a uh, regimented sleeping time. I just I you know that's why I had to get up and kind of try to regiment myself. Like the first few weeks, man, it was like wake up at ten, take a nap at three, watch TV till three in the morning, sleep again till about six and however else the random process would be, man. Just eat snacks like a like a fat kid, man. Just <laughs> just a wild time, man. Just incredibly boring, incredibly wild mentally, I'll put it like that. Yeah, I was uh before all this shit started, I was I was looking at apartments and looking to finally move back out. And, you know, then this shit hit and I was like, all right, well, I'll hold off on that. And I'm kind of glad I did because I kept thinking like, man, if I if I had moved out and I was by myself every day, stuck at home, not able to I would have gone absolutely batshit crazy by now. Yeah, because um, I'm alone, but now I don't I don't want this to sound um just let me say, I don't want to offend anybody, but I live next door for some Mexicans. So it's like I got like 20 roommates anyway, because there's always some noise or there's a baby crying and there's, it sounds like a festival or something over there because they got their music too high. So yeah, it, it's it's like I'm alone, but there's always somebody there because. I, and then below me, there's an Asian lady that doesn't speak English, so I, I say hi to her, and she just looks at me every day that she's outside. <laughs> then there's an old retired couple that just 
you know, they just moved back from, uh, I think, South Carolina. Very nice couple. You know, we just, it's America, man. Black guy, Asian lady. Um, retired liberals, you know, that's, that's what I'm living with, man. <laughs> So you uh you you do you do work with uh with a lot of the youth in the area and uh how how is this kind of situation uh affected like how your job goes man Well really I work um I work with um subcontracted with Job Corps of Dayton and once the you know, whole quarantine thing happened or shelter in place, those kids, it was like college. They all had to go back to their homes, you know, because they were staying, they resided at the job court. So basically I do, it's like being like a, like a telemarketer, man. I'm just trying to find young people and make sure that they're, you know, hanging in there, doing, doing things. And I'm trying to figure out how Google Classroom works so I can give them a few assignments and, because they, they would work for me and still I would be able to supplement them with income based off of some of the um, skills that they would learn. We would be able to give them a stipend, so it always helped out. So it's, it's just been a tricky time. Like, I just got off the phone. I was trying to find one young lady who resides in uh, Toledo, and I finally got a hold. All the phones were disconnected. finally got a hold of one that was her father. And he said, uh, she knocked on my door and she said she was going to Vegas huh. or moving to Vegas. He said, I haven't seen her since. And I was just like, oh, hey, I'm not going to even try to find out more information. Remember, I called it. They didn't answer. I sent a text message. They replied back. I don't know if it's her. I don't know if I'm getting catfished. I don't know what's going on, man. I'm just... I'm just trying to keep a check coming in, man. So I got to document something. So somebody's going to Vegas. I don't know if they're getting married, stripping. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how she's getting to Vegas. I don't know if it's a good time to be going to Vegas right now. There's there's the same amount of jobs in Vegas as there are here. Very few. Yeah. Probably less, you know, with the casino and the tourist trade pulled out there. So, yeah, man, it's, but it's a great time to fly if there's somewhere you could go. <laughs> I saw where the, the mayor of Vegas was talking about wanting them to go ahead, let us open up Vegas. We'll be the we'll be the test group to see if this actually works. And I'm like like I know it's Vegas, but you really want to gamble with people's lives? Like that's just irresponsible, lady. Hey man, it's it's been an it's been an incredible time. I'm not really a political guy, but sometimes you just, I watch the politicians and everything, and it's incredible how they they move the goalpost on the number of deaths from where it started in, in March to where it is now, and I'm just like, wow, this thing just keeps going up and up. They're like, uh, and what's the one guy who was uh, Jared Kushner, man, it was <laughs> yeah, man, sixty thousand died, and you know we thought that's a, a success. And I was like, I don't think he should have said that. No. I, don't, I don't think that was supporting. Like, <laughs> hey, we only lost six thousand. We did pretty good. We did pretty good. We we 
60,000 people die, guys. All right, good for y'all. Good for everybody. Good for everybody that didn't die. Good for y'all. Uh-oh, we lost them. Uh-oh, we lost them. Let's get them back. Let's get them back. Yo. That lost you. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Are we still good? Yeah, we're good, man. Okay. But yeah, yeah it's just... To saying, yeah, yeah, 60,000 people died. Good for everybody. All right, good job, everybody. We did it. Yeah. Like, what yeah. the hell, man? Yeah. So, you know, I'm just wondering what the next phase would be like. We are, we're all into the, uh, the the comedy, and a lot of people are into the music. How is, the, how is live entertainment going to change from all this? Yeah. You know? And I, I, I'm... I'm I'm not afraid because it's like as far as getting back on stage, I know a lot of people gotta be afraid because I've done it where I've taken significant amount of time off stage and it's a it's a heck of a transition to get back up there and get going again yeah. if you've never had even 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 though I've done it. I know it's going to still take time to get my chops back, you know, the type rope and everything. But if you've never had that experience and you're a, a new a new person or even maybe even older, it's it's going to be a wild ride for a while, man. And and I and I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to do a show looking into the audience and everybody's got on a face mask like a bunch of ninjas out there or something cuz now I can't see who's laughing. It's hard to see facial expression. You know, who's going to keep a, a, a mask on during a show? You know, it just naturally, it, it may come off or some people this, and you can't, um, can you even be socially distant in a, in a club? Is it possible? I don't think it is, man. I think it, it's just uh, the, the very nature of, wanting to pack the house and, and have that close proximity because that's what helps the laughter get contagious uh, or the excitement, whatever event you're at. I don't see how it would work. Yeah, because how can two people be, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about comedy clubs right now, like, but any club, how can two people be, like, if let's just say you limit it to two people at a table. There's no table but six feet apart unless, like, let's, King Louie and his wife are there or something. I don't know. But um yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a tough transition, man, or or going to the bar because you know, once we, we get a little alcohol in it, you know, you got man, fuck that corona shit, man. I'm walking down here. I she looks good and, you know, it's just it's a crazy time 'cause I'm a I'm a little bit older and, and I see people get upset at the younger generation and I always say to myself, you know what, if I was in my mid-twenties or younger or whatever, I would be the same ignorant way though. I would be, because you don't think about repercussions at 20. What, what Has there ever been a group of 20-year-olds that were like, hey, maybe we should think this through? No. <laughs> Let's just do it and whatever happens, happens. You know, that that's that's it's been that way all through life to me. That's so it's it's just gonna be a 
it's it's gonna be a tough transition right now, man. But I, I just hope we all can uh, you know, do what we need to do and hopefully just we could get a vaccine or something, you know, you, you something happens, man, that we can all look back on this and we use this like part of history and not be history. Yeah, because, you know, this is the kind of stuff that you read about in your in your history textbooks in school. Yeah, you, you watch documentaries about but it. You know, when's the last time anybody I mean, this this is something that will this will be talked about in history lessons. There will be entire college classes talking about the coronavirus outbreak of 2020. And like, this is the first time that anybody in a couple of generations has had to actually like sit back and watch history happening. Like we're, we are a part of history right now. And, and that's not something that we're used to. We haven't had big, a big thing like this in a while. We've had, big things happen that were kind of instantaneous you know you look at something like like 9-11 like that was a big deal but it was oh in one day and then and you know that's one day this is months this is going to be an entire year of history of human history that'll be talked about for for i mean we're going to be in the same conversation as the spanish flu and the black plague at some point yeah man it's and i feel it's just amazing with all the technology we have how how vulnerable we really are. It doesn't really even matter, man. You know, I just, I just hope I could make it like 20 years from now and I could just be like, yeah, I don't do that shit. You know, <laughs> look at some kid. You were born during that shit. Look at your irresponsible parents. They had you. They would <laughs> fuck you out of boredom or something. <laughs> damn Corona. These damn Corona. You know how they say the crack babies would be like, Damn Corona babies don't want to do shit with their lazy asses. Born out of wedlock, you know, kiss my ass. We're gonna have another baby boom. It's 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 gonna happen in about nine months, man. In about November, we're gonna be having another big ass baby boom. Yeah, with no jobs. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Just in a damn depressed state, the dollar. The dollar is worth seventeen cent now, <laughs> you know. And then to top it off, it's doing an election, right? So now we got an election year, and you know we got we got another woman talking about uh, I got broke thirty years ago, and oh god, then you know we got people protesting with guns, and you got uh, what. Tiger King came out, and that's what I was like, yeah, that's what before. There you go. (laughs) I got black people standing in line for Jordans. You know, just, just, you know, just, it's just wild. It's just a, it's a different time, man. It's a bit, it's, you know, we, we're here, man. We're, we are in the movie. That's what I tell people. We're in the movie, man. Mm -hmm. You, not watching it you're in it so there will there will be a movie made about this in the next 10 years once this shit's over once they're back to making movies again there will be movies made about this and i wonder how the movie industry is going to change you know is it going to be like you sit over here over there that you know because we're now we're just we're at a point where we're, we're looking at like public health 
versus the economy. You can't, at this point, you can't have both right now. Right. So which one choose? And that's, that's where the, I think that's where the country is. Some people are like, we gotta, we gotta do what we gotta do to stay healthy. And there's another group that is like, damn that, we gotta get out here and get this money moving again. We gotta get this economy going. Somebody's gotta die. Damn it! Good luck to you. So it's and it's it's hard it's, to it's hard to fault the folks who are looking at the economy side of things because at the end of the day, like the stuff that we need the money for, we still need the money. Like, like I'm, I'm more on the public health side of things, but I can also sit there and say, but I still need my paycheck because I still got to pay rent. I still got to pay, you know, for my cell phone. I still got to buy food. So it's, it's hard to say like, you know, the economy side isn't important because unfortunately, even though the jobs have pretty much gone away, everybody still want, you know, the bill collectors still want to still want their, want their share of shit. And, uh, yeah. I was talking to a bill collector just today and we were we had one of the nicest conversations we've ever had with a bill collector. And, you know, he was like, I'm going to work with you. I said, no, I'm going to work with you. That's how about that? For once in the lifetime? I'm trying to actually, you know, usually I would be in jail or something. And I, that's right. That's where I got new. I was at the point where I didn't care. Bill collectors would call me. I'd be like, uh, he'll be back in six months. He's, He's incarcerated, so you want to keep calling back? Go ahead. Right. Uh, I, just, uh, I used to just just do the craziest thing with bill collectors back in the day, but I've grown up a little bit now. Uh, yeah, I just I'm just trying to pay stuff off while I can, man. And uh, I got me a stimulus check. Uh, I've been waiting that really. It's crazy, man, because I I kind of felt guilty getting it even though a bunch of people are already have them. Mm. So I haven't even, I just put it in a savings account, man. I just put it over there because it was like, you know, I'm still getting a, I'm still pulling a, you know, I'm still pulling a nice nickel right now. And, mm. uh, you know, I'm just trying to be more cautious about things, but still paying stuff off. And then you look at TV, man, and you just see like lots of innocent, hardworking people, man, that, you know, they, they basically just lost it, man. They lost everything so far. Yeah. And, you know, I just be like, wow, man. You know, just, I just, you know, I just feel fortunate right now that, I, that I'm still hanging, that, you know, I'm able to still hang in there, man. But we're not through it, though. We're not through it, you know. So I just hope, you know, we can all get back to uh, some normalcy. One of these days, man, because it's it's rough out here for people, man. It's rough. I know what you mean. Yeah, I still I still get to go to work every day, and uh, you know I'm living at home with the family. And my mom, you know, she got furloughed from her gig, and then you got my my brother and sister who are in high school and college, and and you know they're home and trying to figure that side of things out. And yeah, I got my stimulus check too, and I, I felt a little weird. It's like you know I don't. I don't need this as much as everyone else does. I'm I'm still pulling in pulling in my 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 monthly income. I was, you know, like you, I was able to, you know, between that and the tax return and you know, I had built up a little bit of savings. So that went to just kind of paying off a big chunk of my debt, which was good, you know, I feel a little feel a little better about that, but yeah, at the same time it's like you look around and there's people, I you know, I got friends who 
have been out of work since day one and and yeah they're trying to put in for the unemployment but you know there's no guarantee that's always going to be there and they're not always sure if they're going to have the money from one day to the next to you know buy the food yeah. or, or stay on top of the bills it's 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 a lot of uncertainty out there right now yeah man it's it's crazy man and then you you know it, it's so uh, it's just it's wild times man but it's been i've seen things i've seen things um I saw a, a group of girls that, that lived in the projects that they, they, for some reason, they got bored and they they had a pool party in their living room. Yeah, uh, yeah they took the, uh, whichever kid, uh, they took one of those little kiddie pools, not even, uh, it was a nice-ass blow-up pool, and I guess they moved their $12 of furniture that they had in there and decided to blow it up and put a pool in the middle of the living room and get on Facebook live. And as they smoked weed and danced around in a cesspool of period piss, um, there was this thing. <laughs> yeah, man, it was, it was, it was the most utterly disgusting thing I've seen since the Corona started. I, I was like, wow, you just, Section eight all stars. What are you doing right now? What? Why? Why is this happening right now? Oh shit! I would. Oh god, it was disgusting, man. It was, and it just went viral. And I was sitting there like, uh, somebody's going to get evicted for this one. Man. <laughs> I just was like, wow. I I had never seen nothing like it. I was like, and then. Right after that, I saw Tiger King, and I was like, "Okay, this balances everything out now." <laughs> oh <laughs> I man! Said, I, I fe- said, "Thank God, I needed this because the scales were really tilted for a minute in the hood." And I said, "We got it. Okay, okay, rednecks are we got it. We got it right back. We got it back." So I thought, yeah, I'm from the south, man. I thought I had seen. I thought I had seen everything when it came to fucking white trash hick town redneck bullshit and then i saw tiger king and i was like i had no idea how wrong i was i have i haven't seen a damn thing i thought i'd seen it all i ain't seen a damn thing yet after i saw tiger king man hey man you know the craziest part of that i've looked at it and i saw how much joy joe exotic was paying i'm like a hundred and like thirty dollars a week or something. I was like, "That's crazy." These people are doing this stuff for only a hundred and thirty dollars a week, and then they they zoom over to Carol Baskin. And I don't think that was worse is that they were volunteering, right? They weren't even getting paid, and I was like, "You got to be fucking shitting me, man! What type of shit is this?" And she didn't that like. What was it? You they were known by the color of their t shirt. Like yeah. she was walking through there like the queen. Like I don't even know you fancy shit. Like some type of <laughs> rock star or something. I was like, this is some. I said, this is some new Game of Thrones bullshit <laughs> here. Uh, I love the. Uh, I don't know if you're a Star Trek fan, but it cracked me up that she had these the the new people walking around in red shirts, and I was like, I, uh, I'll make them feel better. Yeah, put them in the red shirts. They'll be the first ones to go in a tiger pen. Good for you. 
Then you had that uh oh what was his name? The the guy with the fucking with the harem full of women. Um oh, yeah. Doc. Down there in South Carolina. Yeah. Which when I lived when I lived down there, you know, we went we would go to Myrtle Beach all the time. And there was one summer my dad was like, We should go ch- we should go check that place out. And but it was like three hundred bucks a person to get in. And you're like, fuck that. Um that wow. dude yeah, it's it's so expensive to get in there. But yeah, dude's got a a, a cult. He's got just this little sex cult going on, riding down the street on an elephant like it's no big deal. Wow. Um, yeah, and he and he'll change. You know, he gets the ladies and he changes their names and everything, and tells them you gotta get some new boobs too. So you know, <laughs> you need new titties. You know, you, how can you be a veterinarian with them flat titties? We gotta get you some titties. <laughs> and that's handy now. All right, your name's Ken. Get your ass in that house. That one girl who was like, yeah, getting to, when she was like, I was on bed rest after the boob job. It was was the first break I'd had in like three years. And I'm like, who the hell? What? (laughs) Why? What part of any of this has you go? I'm like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. What the fuck? Hey, my favorite one was the, uh, I just called her, called, called her Pat. The uh, one that got her arm eaten off by the tiger. Well, oh, yeah. They got, yeah, and then she just said, just cut it off because I got to get back to work. I said, what? Right. I said, yeah. She was like, this is because I got to get back to work. I'm like, ah, at that, I said, ah, that $138 was calling your name, baby. You had to get back. <laughs> and they ended up being the most normal one in the whole damn show. Because every, yeah. t- every time they cut back to this, she's just driving the car, just saying like, "Yeah, just just working." You know, I just I was just going there to collect the paycheck and work. Like they were the most normal one out of all of them. Everybody else was, you know, talking about how, "Yeah, I got this suicide pack with Joe, and we got bullets with each other's names written on them, and and I'm gonna, yeah, you know, I'll do him first, and then do myself." And I'm like, "What? You guys, you guys are making a hundred bucks a week for this? What?" Yeah, I wow. So yeah, man, it's 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 been quite quite interesting, man. But you know, I thought I thought I would never get so bored to the day where I didn't even want to rub it out, man. <laughs> <laughs> like even that now, you're just kind of like, eh. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I I get around to it later. I ain't getting that done. <laughs> It ain't like I got a rush. What's the rush? I ain't got nothing to do today. I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. Well, damn, Ray. Um, you know, we've been this the stand up thing is what's really got me, you know, worrying is is just cause it's like, you know, I want to get back to it, but you know, I'm also thinking like like I know they're doing the the online uh, writing sessions right now in Discord, but it's like I can't even I can't even put a thought together like like to to try to to yeah. write material about this shit. It doesn't give you the same endorphins of the live of of just you know hearing somebody doing their thing, hearing the laughs, the energy. It's just not the same. I mean, uh, in all respect to everybody that's that's doing their thing online and and Facebook. 
having Instagrams and all that. Oh, but you know, it there's no substitute for live art. There's just no substitute for it. Not even a little bit, man. It's 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 there's you're right. I mean, it's something about that that live feedback from the audience that you know really a a it lets you know what you're doing's good and b it's just that just that thrill you get and not having that right now it you know it's it's it, I'm not gonna lie it's a little draining it, it, like I kind of feel myself getting uh, I was talking to Jody McDermott about this is like it's just it's exhausting trying to continue to try to write stuff right now because who the hell knows when i'm even going to get to try it out in front of a proper audience and if it'll even work i could spend the next six months writing these jokes and then come out of it with like well none of that shit worked yeah because you don't you don't know what's going to be accepted after this and you can't like for me i talk about just things about life anyway so I don't try to steer too far away from this or that or that or this, you know. Yeah. And I, I mean, we all have a story to tell, but how can you tell a story and not include this? Yeah. Like, this is part of all of us. So none of us know what the baseline is on what's going to work, what's not going to work, what's going to, you know, what, what, what's everybody thinking about, what's unique, what's hacky, you know, it's all, now that's the, the, and the, and the crazy thing is, we're all going to go back at the same time. Yeah. Like, what's the, <laughs> what's the open mic going to look like? What's the shows going to look like? Once we all start, I mean, so, it's like, if the club, ever going to be able to be filled up or is it, is it going to just be like is this club's going to have like just like touring comedians is the are the, are the younger cats going to get a really get a shot you know it's it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see how this whole thing works out how it just shakes out man because yeah and i'm also you know, they could we don't want the. I'm sorry. We don't want the clubs full. Club can only be half full. Yeah. And I'm I'm thinking about oh. it like you know, so many of us you know we pull from, we pull from life experience and you know we try to get the audience to relate to us. Well, you know I, I'm looking at this like a year from now. Say we're all back to going up. Every single one of us is going to have the same damn story from the last year. We were stuck at home. Like, what are the open mics going to turn into? It's going to turn into 10 comics telling stories about how they were home and all the time and bored yeah. and, and they got pissed off at their girlfriend. Like, that's going to be every comedian. And all the audience is going to be like, yeah, no, we went through the exact. Like, everyone's going to have the same life experience uh, from the past year. And it's 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 going gonna, it's gonna to make it that much harder which can be a good thing because, you know, it kind of forces you to try to be a bit more original. But, it, yeah, you know, we're right. all living the exact same life experience right now. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's just going to be, you know, it's the same, but it'll be different because people will be talking about, you know, their, their kids and, you know, like you, you, you live with your family. I lived alone. But there'll be some subtle, subtle, subtle differences. But you're gonna to have to dig. You're gonna to have to dig. Yeah. You know. You know, like like the guy at the chicken factory was like, You gotta go back to work. Excuse me? Yes. 
you get your ass back in there and good luck to you. Right. Or you ain't getting nothing. <laughs> There's no unemployment for you. So it's either chicken factory or nothing. <laughs> it's crazy. Look at the guy that's like, who can sell a car right now? Or right. Who's selling a house right now? Like nothing's moving right now. So, you know, they'll, they'll, we'll all, we'll all be able to relate, but how different can your story be about the same topic? That's what I think it's going to be. Yeah. Like remember you're at school. Okay. We're going to all write a story about your quarantine. So get your pen and paper out and let's all write a quarantine story. It was fucked up. That's what <laughs> I got fat. I couldn't fit shit. I wore sweats every day. I'm supporting my wife being. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we smoked a lot of herb. <laughs> you know, young people, we smoked a lot of herb. I had a lot of unprotected sex. I don't. Um, we raise money for an abortion. I don't know, man. It's going to be <laughs> Man, I, I spent the whole quarantine I drunk as fuck, for an abortion. <laughs> I probably would turn money into this GoFundMe. I don't know. Man. Oh, shit. Something about, something about the clinic. I don't know. Give them a dollar. Shit. <laughs> Ah, uh, shit. Well, Ray Jackson, man, thank you so much for calling in, man. I appreciate this. All right, man. Wow, we ended on an abortion joke. We're I think ending, that's very- man, I, I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm end on the big laugh. and, and the, uh, Yeah, I'm not going to end on a sad ass. We were stuck in quarantine note. I'm going to end on a laugh, man. Right. So, yeah, that's cool, man. That's And that's how we going to do it, man. We just hopefully... um Mother Nature will pay the uh, will pay the heating bill, man. We can get some damn some some real warmth in here, man. Oh, I'm shit. like shit. I'm like it's May and I'm still got that my penis is still small, like it's been in the pool. Warm up for a minute, that, yeah. like a turtle down there, like it's still cold. <laughs> I fucking I grilled out last night, but I still had to wear a damn hoodie while I was doing it. I'm, I shouldn't be cold standing next to the grill. Damn it. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's cool during the day, but like right around eight o'clock, it's like, well, that's the end of the day. So I don't know, man. Maybe it's the government, man. Between we're going to keep it cold and we're going to have murder hornets. That, <laughs> that should keep them in. That should keep them in. Man, don't it, let it warm up and keep that keep the the hornet propaganda going. Maybe we can get them to sit down. <laughs> that somebody's going to have a conspiracy coming, like. You know, it really ain't no hornets out there. That's just to keep people in the house. So I'm going to go out. If I got my AR-15, buddy, and I'll, <laughs> I'll shoot that son of a bitch. I'll put a, I'll put a lead thing in his little zipper. It'll, I'll shoot his ass back to Asia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. It's always good. Always good talking to you, Ray. Always good talking to you, buddy. Right. Appreciate it, man. We're going to have to hook up real soon, man. We we haven't even been able to do no more road trips or nothing, man. Ah, so, yeah. Miss driving to Lima. Miss driving to Lima for the mic and, and hanging out. And once this shit, once this shit's over, it's just going to be, man, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, we're going to be 
seeing everyone's going to be suddenly wanting to hang out with everybody all the time since this shit's over. Kumbaya and all that shit. <laughs> Three weeks later, I'm going to be like, you know, I still don't like you. <laughs> Man, I forgot how much y'all pissed me off. Shit, I'm going back inside. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, Mike, man. It's been a pleasure, man. As always, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. You stay safe out there. Tell everybody else, man. Stay safe so we can get this over with, man. I want to go swimming in 2022, man. I, I want to be ready for the pool again. Hell yeah. Stay safe, brother. All right. Thank you. All right. Later, man. Later. All right, guys, that was our interview with Ray Jackson. Thanks to him for calling in. And that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Basement Lounge. You guys can always check out brand new episodes on all your favorite uh, podcast apps, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Uh, Remember, guys, you can join our Patreon. Join the $3 a month VIP tier. Get this show early and commercial free. Hang out in the live streams when we're recording the shows. Get stickers, all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, follow us on all the social media at basement lounge pod on instagram and facebook tbl underscore pod on twitter and check out our weekday morning show on twitch every day at 11 a.m eastern standard time brunch in the basement it's our daily news and nonsense show uh my name is mike shea and guys we'll see you next week here for another episode of the basement lounge until then as always live well rock on take care and bye-bye